You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Do What You Want Radio. I'm here with one of my really good photography buddies, Lainey Reed of Lainey Reed Photography. Hey. <laughs> hey, everyone say hey to Lainey. Um, so Lainey and I met in college at LSU because we were both in the same photography classes um, most of the semesters I was there, I feel like. Yeah. And we've stayed in touch since graduating, and it's really interesting to see how successful Lainey has gotten because I feel like a lot of people know shade to y'all, but a lot of people graduated <laughs> from photo school and didn't do anything with photography, which is interesting. And Lainey kind of went out the gate doing it for herself, so... Hey, Lainey. Hey, thanks, Jordan. I kind of feel the same about you. Like, it's really cool to think back and remember how we were both in school, just kind of like, what are we going to do with these degrees? I don't know. But I feel yeah. like we're, we figured it out and we've stayed in touch, which is great. Half the battle. Um, yeah. Well, still figuring fun. it it's out. It's been fun to watch you grow too and I like I'm so proud of you in this podcast I'm so I excited. remember you thanks I remember you lived in the apartment complex across the street from mine and we'd stand at the bus <laughs> and wait and you were across the street and I'd be like I think that girl's in my class and you, <laughs> I feel like you were always listening to the radio head or something oh my god yes so so emo in college art school days it's fine I haven't really grown out of that um yeah but so tell everyone a little bit to your journey Tell tell everyone a little bit about your journey from college and fine art degree to what you do now. It's been so, it's so crazy because it does not feel like it's been six, six years? Well, five and a half, I guess. It's been four and a half for me and you graduated before me, I think. Yeah, so five years since I've graduated, um, almost six years since I shot my first wedding. So, wow. as I was, I know, that's crazy. As I was finishing at LSU, I kind of didn't know. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to be a photographer, not sure how, but I'm going to find a way to be successful just because mm-hmm. I got a degree in this and I'm determined. Yeah. Um, it was a, a friend of mine was getting married. She was having a small wedding and she kind of just forced me into it. She was like, I need a photographer. You're going to be great. You don't know it yet, but I think you can do this. And I was like, what? Okay. She gave me money. I literally just took her money, rented gear, like researched and was like, okay, let me try this out. Um, it ended up being so much fun, and I, like, loved it, surprisingly, because I had never even given it a second thought, and, um, I think I shot, like, two more that year before I graduated, and it kind of just snowballed, and as I kept shooting, I was, like, everyone was so different and challenging in a new way, and I was, like, this is actually really fun and exciting, and I think I'm gonna roll with it, and, like, uh, six years later, I'm still doing it, and it's still new and exciting, which is kind of crazy. Well, you were always one of those people... I looked up to because you were doing this stuff on the side in college and after college too, right? So, I mean, during college. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hate to talk bad about the fine art department, but I feel like (laughs) I learned a lot. But in a lot of aspects too, it was kind of frowned upon for some of us that were doing it on the side Mm -hmm. while being art students because it was so directed to being like, a sellout. <laughs> yeah, well, well, <laughs> the, the curriculum like was very directed into being, like, a fine art gallery artist, which is yes. great, but that's not always the easiest thing to get to, and mm-hmm. so I feel like on the way, you have to do a lot of client portfolio, portrait, yeah. lifestyle, commercial work, yeah. and just, like, a bunch, like, I told Kyle Zedeker, I think, mm-hmm. you have to kiss a bunch of frogs to get, like, yes. you don't just, like, come out the gate, like, getting yes. a dream job or client, like, you have True. to, like photograph your friends babies mm-hmm. and like weird yes. events and you have all these issues with yeah. clients and you have to learn all these things in the way you don't just like come out of the gate doing it so for some of us who were doing it in college it was almost kind of like you said like a sellout mentality yeah. we're like it's like almost like ashamed like I should be doing something way cooler way more artistic way more but in reality it was like these people need photos I can give them these photos and so let me do this make some money and see where it goes. Well, and from doing that, you learned real life skills to help yes. you form your business. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I definitely felt the same problem. I was always struggling with this, like, uh, I'm, I'm too worlds. embarrassed of taking so and so senior pictures because, like, I should be thinking more metaphorically or conceptually. But yeah. This is literally there's no concept. It is like <laughs> you pay me, I get photos of you that make you look nice, and then we move on with our lives. Like, it's not yeah. always about the concept. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that was kind of hard to. Yeah. wrestle with yeah 
I feel like it took me a while to, like, probably the whole first year I was out of school, I was still just, like, I was, like, not committed to mm-hmm. weddings and portraits. I was still just, like, you know, what am I going to do? I, I have this fine art degree, and I really, like, love art. But, um, yeah, then I realized, well, I, I have these skills that I learned, and I actually really like to help people. And this is just, like, a really, um, it's really needed. You know, everybody yeah. needs photos, and so I'm very, like, satisfied. Like, it it makes me feel, I don't know what the like word I'm trying to say. Like you have a purpose? Yeah. What am I, I was like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> it's fulfilling. Yeah. Which, when I was in school, I was like, oh, that does not seem like it would be. Right. I would be satisfied and fulfilled by that, but I really am. I think you said a really good thing about how everyone needs photos, and I think that's something that a lot of people who don't, know what we do or do what we do they don't understand how like um widespread and useful a photography degree can be maybe not necessarily like a fine art degree like but photography in general is so much more needed than you realize and a Mm -hmm. lot of people like to shame the whole oh you do that like that's fun like you push (laughs) a button whatever but like if you think about it like every commercial you see every like piece of clothing you buy every business every facebook page every social media post all that has photography and so someone had to do it and that's just someone's livelihood and so it is interesting that everyone needs photos like whether it be for your baby or your mom or your best friend or your business or whatever and so um it's kept you busy obviously yes (laughs) very um it's so much fun though yeah what was your original question Oh, that wasn't a question. I was just saying, like, I think it was interesting that you said that everyone needs photos because that's something I always try to explain to people, and they're always like, oh, how do you, like, make a living? And I'm like, well, it's not, like, the most robust living, but it could be, but it also could be worse. Like, it depends on you and what you do and who you hire. uh, It's crazy how, like, you know, this is a very saturated market. There's so many of us, Mm -hmm. and yet we are all still finding work, which I just think is awesome. Like, we are very necessary. Well, there's definitely room for everyone, especially now with social media and digital needs like it's just opened the door for more people to be able to do more things and so I don't mm-hmm. I don't really understand that super competitive photography mindset because I don't know I, if you're if it's a small town of like a hundred people and there's like 10 photographers that might be yeah. ridiculous <laughs> but in any normal size city like there's plenty of people plenty. like think of five people you know personally and they all need photos and they'll probably hire you because they know you Mm-hmm. Um, and so every photographer has those people yeah. or those businesses. And mm-hmm. I think there's definitely room for everyone. So to be stingy and weird and competitive doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> I love that. We're all friends. And, I mean, there's just so many weddings. There's so many weddings to go around. There's so many seniors, to you know, families. Like, there's just... Yeah. There's no need to feel, like, weird yeah. and No. And sometimes I'm happy to just be, like... You know, I really have too much going on. Please email these photographers because they're awesome at this and they'll do a great job. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the hurdles you've had to deal with with clients and just owning your business and kind of coming straight out of art school not knowing what to do? Like, what are some <laughs> of the hurdles you've dealt with? Wow. Um, definitely, like, I never even imagined that I would work for myself. It's so funny because I'm just not... I'm not very, like, aggressive. I'm not, like, a go-getter. Like, I never thought of myself that way. Um, never thought I would be a business person. Yeah. But it kind of just happened. And the, definitely the hardest part was probably just learning how to be productive, manage my time, get things done, put myself out there. Put myself out there was a hard one because I'm pretty shy. You know, I like to stay in my own little space. Um, but putting myself out there really is what got me to where I am today and um but definitely like working from home is a the biggest hurdle and it still is because it's just really hard you know there's some days where it's just really hard to be productive and manage your time well um yeah I mean I love working from home no it's amazing now that I've been doing it there's really no way I'd want to do it any other way Mm -hmm. um I have my one day I go into Manship Theater and do my graphic design there, and it's nice to be in an office setting, but then I'm like, how did I do this every day? Because, like, I'm so more flexible and free working at home and way more productive, honestly. It's so amazing to be so flexible. And even though I'm saying it was the biggest hurdle, it's also, like, the best part. So it's just, like, a... It's just a weird thing that it's a constant struggle with myself to make sure... Because some days you just want to, like... 
chill out and you're tired, you know, or things come up in personal life and you just want to take a day off, but you're like, no, I have to, no one's in charge of me. No one's going right. to make sure this work gets done. I've got to do it. So, But on the flip side, having that time for like self-care and all that, like someone like you who shoots a lot of weddings, like you're mm-hmm. doing stuff on the weekends. And so sometimes it's okay to like have a Wednesday of nothing. Cause then you forget that, oh, I shot an event last night. So right now this is like. Yeah. When everyone else was done with their day at 5 o'clock and I had to go shoot this event, like, now it's the next morning and I'm going to take time for myself mm-hmm. because that's what everyone else did last night. <laughs> so right. it's hard to, like, I know balance people, that. And pe- a lot of people don't understand that because yeah. it's just so different from people who work a 9 to 5. It's actually, like, the opposite. Right. So it's interesting when, like, people in my family will just be like, you know, they just don't get it. Well, <laughs> yeah, get and it. I think people who don't understand that lifestyle may judge a little bit or like even clients who are trying to reach me and I'm yeah, not I getting feel... back to them fast enough mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm sorry you can't dictate how I yeah. run my time because you don't know what I was doing last night right. shooting this event till 3am or something like right. you have no idea always worried about people thinking like oh she's not answering me she's being lazy but really I just you know I'll get to it like I have certain times every day where I answer my email and I try to do it once a day but still Every once in a while, I'll check it the day, like on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to get back right away." Even though I've been working for 12 hours right. the night before, I still feel like pressured to hurry up and. But I'm work. I'm getting better at that now. I've gotten to the point where I do my email once a day, and I I let go of the guilt. I'm like, and even if a client will text me, because sometimes they'll get my numbers throughout the wedding process. It, mm-hmm. You need to exchange. I try to keep it all email, but. Um, even if they'll text me at, like, 8 o'clock, I'm like, it's killing me, but I will just wait and respond in the morning. Yeah. You know, just to keep that... Gotta have some boundaries. Yeah. Because in the first few years I was doing this, that was a learning... Like, I had no boundaries because I was just, like, I wanted it so bad. Same here. And to please everyone. But now that I'm, like, five years in, I'm like, this is very important for my <laughs> mental health. Yeah. No, well, let's talk about that. So, like, when you first start out, because I have the similar mentality where I'm like oh I'm not gonna like deposit your check until you get your photos like or I'm not going to let your email go unanswered for more than 20 minutes or I'm going to go above and beyond and I'll do it for a fourth of the price and I'll Mm -hmm. get you your photos like an hour later like I was so bad like I was so good quote unquote Mm -hmm. that I was bad at business like it was like I was just not a good business person. Isn't that interesting? It's like you feel like you're doing everything Right, but really, it's better to have those boundaries in place, and that makes you actually better as a whole. Well, I feel like you have to like train your clients because mm-hmm. sometimes they don't know how things work because they've never hired a photographer before. They don't know yes. what's coming, and you've got these needy ones sometimes who like need. They just need. They need you to <laughs> respond. They want to text like a picture of every outfit they've ever bought. They bring like eighteen <laughs> duffel bags to the shoot. They don't know. They want you to come over before and like check it all out. Oh my and God. like sometimes there's just needy clients, and that's okay. But just I was really bad at navigating how to deal with those types of situations because mm-hmm. at the beginning I was like, "Oh, the shoot's been going on for nine hours, and <laughs> I think we're done." But I don't know how to say we're done. And so it's literally dark, and I'm like, mm, "Well, I think we've got enough." It's been a four-hour shoot when I said it was going to be a thirty-minute headshot session. And now it's dark. And I was so bad at it. And now I feel like it's easier to take command of, like, the whole situation. (laughs) So, (laughs) And it's better for everyone. Like... Yeah. I feel like they feel like you're more professional, you know. Um, Because they don't know what they need or what they want. yeah, they don't. They they want you to to guide it. But I was always like, oh, I need Yeah, they really need guidance. And I feel like that took me a long time to, like, get better at that, too. Like, now I... Like, I have to remind myself, like, these people... They don't, like, I know everything about weddings and photo shoots, but they don't do this for a living. Like, right. they don't know. Like, I have to remember that and let tell them, like, help them as much as you can. And then once they know, they're like, oh, okay, it's two hours, two outfits. Right. We're going to be done at this time, and that's that. Well, and so sometimes I would think, like, because, like you said, that they would know that. Like, I, I didn't ever yeah, spell yeah. it out. I'd be like, let's do a shoot. And then they literally show up with, like, their whole extended family and, like... <laughs> The mom's, like, FaceTiming the whole shoot, or she's on Facebook Live, and then you got, like, eight dogs, no leashes, and there's literally 14 outfit changes, and they want to go to eight different locations all across the great state of Louisiana, and I'm like, how? But it's because I didn't specify, like, oh, it's a one-hour shoot. You get up to two outfits. Like, this is how it works. And if you don't specify, sometimes they don't know, and it's not their fault. So I can totally see that. It's really not their fault. It's really not their fault. Yeah. 
explain to me like how you like how your client booking process is like what are the kind of parameters you set in place like how is your whole process for getting a client all the way up to the photo shoot and delivering the photos oh okay so I'll get most of my inquiries come through my website which is awesome I do get a few like Facebook messages and DMs and I on Facebook, I get actually a lot of those, and I have an automatic response that says, "Please email me," because oh, I need as you to know, set that up. yes, you need to. It's a lifesaver, and every once in a while, a person won't, and I'm like, "Well, if they, you know, if you can't take mm-hmm. the time to send me an email, you, you're not that interested." So, because you and Eric talked about this, email is just the best way. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of people who don't do things like this for a living probably get annoyed if they don't use email regularly, but it's just so important to have that trail back from the first email. They have their date. They kind of have like a little form. They fill out their date, where, what they're interested in. Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I usually get like a lot of information from that first email. And then I tell them um, what my deposit is. And this is how we book it. I'll send you an invoice, like answer any questions they have and kind of just get, see what they want. And um, from there, they'll pay the, invoice and then it's time to plan if they wanted an engagement shoot which I do a lot of that a lot of weddings and couples so from there we just back and forth we talk about ideas anything they've like they any kind of ideas they have as far as location and Mm -hmm. and I try to get a good sense for like what they're like as people Mm -hmm. a lot of I have that on my website and I get a lot of information they'll tell me like where they're from how they met um what their interests are and then from there we set a date we do the shoot, and that's always just so much fun. Um, I love getting to meet them. Because once you meet in person, everything from there is just a breeze. And that, I usually, like, by that shoot, I feel like I'm friends with my clients. And that's when it gets a little harder because they have my number, and they'll mm-hmm. start texting me. And I'm like, I love you, but please send me an email so that... Because I'm horrible with texts. I yes. won't remember. So sometimes it'll get the lines get a little blurred there between friend and client. But that's just because... I like to really connect mm-hmm. and get to know them and make them feel comfortable. Like, they hire someone who really cares about them. And um, so then a lot of times we'll do another shoot, a bridal shoot. But then from there, we plan out the, like, wedding day timeline. I don't want to get too much into wedding details, but... Um, well, so then you shoot, and then so how long is it until they get their photos? Usually two to three weeks. Okay, so that's normal. So everyone listening who wants your you want the photos <laughs> that day, this is not a normal thing. No, it's a, usually a two weekish minimum. Yes, yes, and I'm not great about sneak peeks and Instagram. Like you're awesome at posting every day. I'm just like but sneak just, peeks are. Oh, that's yeah, and especially a busy time of year when there's just so many other photos that I haven't shared with my clients yet. I feel guilty like giving these that I just shot. So, there are so many photos that the world has not seen from me, and I, I'm like, they'll probably never be seen, because I just am not great at social media, but it's all good. Well, I want to talk about sneak peeks kind of on a tangent real quick, but Let's I, I think, I hope you would agree with me, because you're also a photographer, but um, when people, clients, are like, oh, you only need to send me like one or two, I don't need them all, <laughs> in my opinion, I'm like, it's so much easier for me to just edit everything at once, because then it all looks consistent, because yes. I'm in a, when you're editing, you're in a mood, mm-hmm. you're listening to a certain song, or you're doing, and like, not to say that I edit differently all the time, like, but generally speaking, the white balance and everything is consistent, because you're editing all at once, yeah. and for me, it drives me crazy to do a sneak peek of like one or two photos, mm-hmm. pull them out, and then have to go re-edit everything else like a week later, and it might, maybe I feel so differently about how I did it, and that's part of the artistic process and so just for people listening I don't know that's just my spiel on it because I don't think people understand like why I don't like to do that I mean I will and I can send stuff from my camera to my phone if I like Mm -hmm. if I'm at a concert and I gotta do like a one picture or something right then but it's not ideal because I don't know no yeah I, I feel the same way like I will spend so much time just going through and trying to pick what I want to do, the sneak peek, like, which yeah. ones I want to send them, then I'll I'll edit them, and by, before I know it, I'm like, I could have just edited, edited them all, because I picked ten sneak peeks. Yeah, or I could have <laughs> just edited a, this whole other shoot and used my time more wisely, and that's kind of why I quit doing it, but it makes yeah. me feel a little guilty, because a lot of photographers are really good at, like, they yeah. get them the next no, day. No, I've seen, like, wedding photographers do that specifically, whether it's, like, a really cute little pic collage or something of, like, the day, and I get it, because wedding people are so 
I mean, I have not been married yet, but I assume you're eager to see your photos, like <laughs> yes. if you're a bride or a groom. And so I totally understand it. It's just not always the easiest for the photographer. So sometimes just trust no. the process of like getting all your photos at once because you'll yes. probably like them better. Also, it's true. I tend to like separating, like, I think there needs to be time between the shoot and when you edit because it's so fresh in your mind. Mm -hmm. You're not going to like the photos as much because you're like... You need... Yeah, no, you need a little time. You need time to forget what happened Mm -hmm. so you can, like, de-stress about the whole thing. Yeah. As a client, I mean. Like, because if I was in photos and I want to see the photos, like, right then, like, I'm all hyped up because I was like, I don't know if I looked good. And then I see (laughs) them an hour later and I'm like, I don't look good. But if a week goes by in between, I'm like, oh, it looks fine. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's like a psychological thing. You're right. That's so weird, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, no, luckily, like... I set, see, I set those expectations with my clients, and I'm like, I'll have them done by this day. And I usually try to beat that day and get them sooner so they're mm-hmm. kind of surprised and happy. And I'll try, like, maybe get them some sneak peeks before that just to keep them right. happy. And But I definitely set those expectations so that they're not texting me, emailing me, like, hey, where are our photos? Like, I let them know right away. They'll be done by this day. And that just keeps everyone has peace of mind, you know. They know they're coming. And, um, yeah, because that was also something that I used to struggle with because I wouldn't be like, I'm going to get them done really fast and then just not tell the client anything. And they're just sitting there waiting, but they really need to be told exactly what to expect. And then they're happy. And sometimes when you rush editing, it's just not your best work and nobody wants that. And, I mean, there's been situations where I was shooting for, like, publications or editorial things that, like, needed to be done fast or, like, it's, like, I'm shooting for, like, a marketing team and they literally need to post the photo, like, now. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are different situations. But as far as, like, just Susie Mae's, like, senior pictures, like, I, (laughs) you don't need them right now. And if you did, you shouldn't have scheduled them so late. You should probably... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) look into that but yeah that's a whole nother thing yeah well so talk to me a little bit about like deposits and stuff what made you decide you needed to do deposits and do you have any like experiences against or for that oh deposits are very necessary I mean because I you know there will be months where I'm not making any money except for the deposits of weddings that I'm booking for a year in advance which is crazy but and I have in my contract, you know, this deposit is good. If something were to happen and they cancel last minute, they have to pay me what they owe me because I can't book that date anymore. If, you know, if they were to call the wedding off two weeks later after they gave me the deposit, I would probably give it back. But if they call the wedding off seven months in, I would have been holding that date for them with nothing to show for it and therefore losing other money I could have been making. So right. that's why that deposit is so important and a lot of people have way bigger deposits I feel like mine's pretty low-key and then they can make payments along the way so that they're not spending all this money at once right before the wedding and uh, that way I have that's my like income coming in yeah every month so I know you do a lot of weddings but like do you require deposits on like simple portrait sessions and stuff too um I you know what this is gonna this might sound bad but I the mostly the the portrait sessions I do are usually for past brides and grooms. Like, okay. that's that's kind of the point I've gotten at now. So they, I don't make them pay a deposit. I You've know them, them. I trust them. They trust me. Now, if it's people I've never met and um, that are just coming in through my website that I haven't met before, I do make them put, like, half down on an invoice, and then they pay the rest the day of or mm-hmm. the day before. So that's... But most of my sessions are engagements which that's included in the wedding the package package so that we just show up on the day and there's no money it's already been like taken care Mm -hmm. of well I only ask that because I don't do weddings but I do a lot of portraits and just like Mm -hmm. random things and I think it's important like I probably should do it for everyone but like I said most of my family and like baby kind of photo shoots I do now are past clients who yeah they kind of just I'll send them the invoice the day before or something, and we pay like that. Well, I used to not do them at all, and then I started doing them a little bit because I had this (laughs) terrible experience. Um, I'm never going to name names on this podcast, but I was, like, driving to New Orleans, and the people I was shooting were two hours late for their one-hour session that I drove an hour to get to. No. And it was, like, one of those things where I was like, I'm already here, so I'm going to just wait, I guess. Like, I drove an hour, but Mm -mm. it was this whole thing, and so I only shot them for, like, so you 15 blocked. minutes and I was like bye they never apologized they didn't explain why they were late it was just like nothing happened and I was so awkward at the time because I didn't want to be like 
y'all suck. Like, no. Yeah. And I don't want to just, like, leave and be like, you because I didn't have a contract. And it was just this whole thing. And yeah. I got burned on that time. Then, and yeah. so When there's no contract, it's just very, like, you almost, it's like no one's wrong. Like, right. there were no rules or expectations. Right. But it is wrong. And you lost time, which is money for Yeah, us. and, like, so it's very shooting anything outside of the Baton Rouge area, like, I got to account for gas and time and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually okay without charging a travel fee if I'm already going to that city or whatever, or I can, like, kill yeah. two birds with one stone kind of thing. Um, but that was a whole situation where I was like, I need to start doing deposits. And so I started doing, like, photography agreements where it was kind of like through this software I use called Acuity Scheduling mm-hmm. in my really busy times of year when I was doing, like, 30, 40, 50 seniors this semester. Oh, my God. Which now I get, like, two. <laughs> They're all like, <laughs> no one knows who I am anymore. I guess I'm out of the price range. I don't know. Oh, my God, we're but getting old. I used to do so many. <laughs> like, that was, like, my bread and butter. And now I get, like, maybe two seniors. Now you get them all to Eric. Yeah, right? <laughs> Eric loves like the seniors. The king of seniors. Yeah, well, so I had, like, this this uh, program, and I still use it in my busy season. It's called Acuity Scheduling, and I'll link it in the show notes. But it's like a self-scheduling calendar where I could put my dates that I want to be free on, and the clients can, like, click a link, go to it, pick the date that's available, choose their time, schedule. And it would go through this whole process where they had to, like, Mm-hmm. agree to my terms so it wasn't quite a contract but it was like they had to like check okay and like yeah. go to the next page and then it would like be like I need a deposit pay it here so it was all this like mm-hmm. whole workflow um and it didn't really make sense for me to use that software other times of the year because if I'm not like super duper crazy busy like I am in those certain seasons then I'm just gonna directly schedule with you through email I don't need yeah. to like put it on a calendar have you go click it and make sure it, it works because right. I don't want to predetermined dates I'm free when I don't know I want to be flexible so I don't really do the deposits and contracts in my not busy season which is kind of crazy so I don't know the best way to go about that but that's why I'm curious asking other photographers yeah deposits are important see I don't do too many things outside of my weddings and engagements but you definitely need to protect yourself in that way because that experience like will burn you yeah (laughs) have you had any experiences you can speak vaguely on that like made you realize that your contract was good or an experience that was so bad that made you have to implement something new in your contract because of it (laughs) I have never had that many I've never had knock on wood haven't had anything bad like that that's made me have to like go back and recheck but there definitely have been times where I'm thankful that I have that contract in place because a wedding gets called off a month before on a very popular weekend date in April and they're like really like pretty much begging me for the money back and I'm like you know like technically according to my contract you actually not only don't get this back but you owe me more but I'm gonna be a kind-hearted person and not like yeah make you pay that but no you can't you can't have it back I'm so sorry this is my living, you know? Well, and you can't mess around with weddings. That's, like, a couple thousand dollars, and that's, like, a whole day. And then it's, like, a whole yeah, that's week a of whole, editing. Yeah, a whole chunk of my yearly income that I'm not getting because you called up, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's not my fault that y'all <laughs> are getting a divorce or whatever sorry, or not so going sad. through with it. So sad. I know. That's sad. I haven't had, but no, I really haven't had any crazy bad experiences, luckily. I'm very lucky. Because I've well, heard horror stories, but... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. There have definitely been times in my early years where I was kind of taken advantage of, but like you were saying, like, I let it happen because I was just so eager to, like, please and Mm -hmm. didn't really know how to set the boundaries and the rules, but it's all good now. Man, I get stressed (laughs) out thinking about 2014 Jordan. (laughs) I think there was literally, like, I I think there was, like, a year I did, like, 90-something seniors, and I was just like, oh what the heck? And it's all the same. Everyone wants the same picture, and, I mean, that's fine, because everyone, it's their picture, so they don't realize that I'm doing it all yeah. this time, because it's their one picture, or their yeah. session. And it was so, I got so burnt out so fast. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, put your hand on it. I could do it blindfolded. <laughs> like, I could just go to LSU and just do it, and it's... I got burnt out. And so now I'm kind of, like, kicking myself because I'm like, it'd be nice to have some of that back because it really went from, like, 100 Somewhere to zero. in between. Yeah. But, um, no, and that's partially because I was charging, like, nothing and mm-hmm. literally just letting everyone have, like, an 18-hour shoot and infinite outfit choices. Oh, my and gosh. See? That's terrible. one thing, like, you need to know your worth. And yeah. in the beginning, we all... Like technically not worth that much, and that, yeah. no, that sounds bad. But no, 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 I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, like so, I know like what you're saying. How you just like worked yourself like crazy like that for hardly any money, and I was kind of doing the same thing. 
and just like working, not taking care of myself, like not worried about anything, just trying to, but you know, it did get me here and it helped me learn a lot. So I guess those days are necessary, you know? Well, and if anything, it was like networking party because like the more people Mm -hmm. I worked with, the more people got to know who I was and now they still contact me for X, Y, or Z or they may have had a baby since then or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so... It, I mean, it's not like it was time wasted, but I definitely did everything wrong and probably still do a lot wrong. Um, but We're there's, all just trying to figure well, it Well, there's out. nothing, yeah, and that goes back to our college education. I really enjoyed studying photography in college, but I really wish that the fine arts um, program is a little would be a little more integrated with, like, marketing or oh, yes. some sort of business because that's what 90% of us end up having to go do anyways. Yeah, it's um, pretty crazy. That would have been very helpful. Or even just, like, digital advertising or, like, any of that. Because it's all so integrated yeah. in the real world, but not in college. Yeah, college was really fun, but really hardly anything to do with what I actually do on a day-to-day right. basis. Now, now, we did learn film in the darkroom and all mm-hmm. that, and I'm so glad I actually know that. But um, it's that. not something I really can do now, no. realistically. Yeah. Um, because I don't have a dark room where funds for the chemicals and props <laughs> to people someday. who shoot actual film like on weddings and stuff because I don't even oh, know how that to is, do that. That is something I like have so much respect for and I'm like maybe one day but right now I just can't imagine that learning curve like mm-hmm. figuring that out while I'm trying to shoot someone's wedding. But, yeah because oh. that's such a unless you like staged a wedding or something. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So I know in the wedding industry it's like a thing for y'all to like have like staged weddings to like get like photos. Have you ever taken part of any one of those, like, to do any cross-promotion with, like, vendors and stuff? No. <laughs> really? I've never done that. Uh, I always hear about those happening. I've, I got asked once, and um, I was like, cool, I would love to do that. Here's how much I charge. And they were like, oh, no, you'd be doing it for free. I was like, oh. But I'm just lucky in that I've gotten, like, yeah, I get, you know, good weddings. like, I, didn't, I was like, well, I'm really busy, and I don't really want to work for free. It sounds fun, but yeah, I don't want to work for free anymore, ever. Which yeah. is terrible. But I would say, like, the closest I've come to that was when I shot uh, Jen hot off the racks. Yeah. Her wedding. It was it was a real wedding, but it was definitely very much... Stylized. Everything was styled. So stylized. And it was... It was her wedding. It was very intimate. But the whole day revolved around the photos and the getting good photos of all the, the beautiful things. So that was probably the closest. And it was really yeah. fun. Well... But, Okay, so we can get into a more controversial topic. Ooh. Pricing and working for free and all that stuff. And I won't do it. Everyone. <laughs> <sighs> I never have, even when I was terrible. Something in Really? Like, yeah, something in me was just like, okay, just kidding. That first wedding I told you about, I technically didn't get paid. I used all the money to rent gear. But mm-hmm. even my second one, I got a little bit. wasn't much, but I, I just right away I was like I'm not gonna work for free because if you don't value yourself why will anyone else value you yeah now I feel like there's a lot of things I've done and I hate I'm starting to hate the word collaboration because I feel like it's people's idea of getting you to do stuff for them mm-hmm. they like to say collaboration and that equates to I'm not gonna pay you yeah and <laughs> give me photos if collaborating is equally beneficial then yeah yeah. But if it's like I'm graduating from LSU and I want to collaborate with you on my senior portrait shoot, I'm like, no, here are like the 90 people I did last year. No way. And you can pay me. But if it's like, I don't know, some crazy opportunity for some amazing company that is yeah. starting up with like whatever vision that aligns with me and it makes sense to collaborate and it would get my name, I don't know. I can't always determine what is a collaboration and what is a ripoff. Yeah. I did think of one other time I worked for free, which was when I went to Italy with the bloggers, and I didn't get paid oh, for that. Oh, but they paid your way and stay. Yeah. So that was a collaboration that was great. Yes. But other than that, yeah. It was it a has trade. To, it has to be really worth it for you. And, like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff I've done for free or, like, way too little. And there's still a lot of stuff I do for way too little. Like, mm-hmm. but it, it's hard to tell because sometimes it's, like, differences in industries. Like, I think it's, it might be easier for someone like you who's, like, pretty consistently in the same yeah. industry. I think that's that's the difference. You know, you do a little bit of everything, so it's not like... And it's hard to tell because there's no guidebook <laughs> for, like, how much this should cost versus this and that. And so you're kind of just making yeah. it up as you go, and it just it sucks because then, like, 
clients and pr prospective clients want to know why you're charging what you do, and you kind of just have to be like, because it's me? Because... And I know paying for me to I know. do it. And it I don't is, know. It is, it's like that thing people say, like you don't question why an iPhone costs this much. Exactly. You just pay it. Yes, I know. I, I had oh, heard yeah. that somewhere, and then I wrote a blog post about it and it's mentioned so that true. in there. I don't know where it came from, but it's so true. Like you would know, never go to the Apple Store and be like, "Well, I can't afford it, so how about I give you a necklace that I make and you give me the iPhone <laughs> for free, and then like maybe I'll like post it." on my Facebook that it's I it's what like it's not you go to there and you're like oh damn that's too expensive I'll just come back when I saved when up I for it when I can afford it right and I wish people held creatives in the same regard because it's not at all the same and it's even the same with like like a plumber like if someone had to come True. fix your sink you wouldn't be like well how about you just do it for free and I didn't know you'd be like how much do you cost but for some yeah. reason when you're a photographer or anything else like it's like oh well my aunt has a camera and I'm like great get your aunt to do this and right. see what the photos look like, <laughs> like it's not uh so and so that's so hard to to wrestle with but yeah so when you're pricing your services and you've pretty been you've been established so you pretty much have prices are you still yes. wrestling with having to raise them as you get better more gear whatever yeah you know i haven't um about a year ago was the last time i raised them wait yes Time's flying by, and I'm really, like... Yeah, I don't know what month it is. Um, and I'm very comfortable where I'm at now. Like, that last time I raised them, it, it was very necessary. Like, I was kind of talking to other photographer friends who are way less experienced than me, and they were kind of, like, creeping up onto my price range, and I was like, hold on. I've been doing this five years now. Let me do this. Yeah. Raise my prices. And um, it's scary, because you're like, oh, my God, are people going to think I'm too expensive? You know what? Just do it. It'll be okay, because there's always someone who can't afford you and will value you you know right they'll people will you people who value you will find you and so since I've raised them last year I feel very comfortable and I haven't felt the need to again like I feel like I'm in a good spot for now like maybe another year goes by I might like that's even more experience that might yeah might raise them again but I don't want to get too crazy and just be another part of the crazy wedding industry that just steals everyone's money however it's a lot of work. I, mine is the most important job of all the wedding stuff. Yeah. I will say that. Um, um, so I, I get caught up feeling guilty because the wedding industry is crazy. But, you know, photos are the most important thing. They really are. Yeah, and I mean, I think raising your prices, like you were saying, it's it's hard. And, like, I raised them, like, every year for, like, four years in a row. Because it was, like... With every year, like, I learned so much, got new equipment. And yeah. the, the fact, like, when I was booking, like, 90 seniors, that meant I was too cheap. Like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't have time to do 90 seniors. No. <laughs> and then I was, like, dying because no. I'm like, this is stupid. I would just come home crying. Like, this is dumb. I went to the bell tower 18 times a day, and it was the same freaking picture right. every time. And so whenever you raise your prices, it kind of helps weed out your clientele. Yes. And it's, it's not to be, like dingy and like aha I'm scamming you I'm gonna double the price it's literally just cause like I cannot do that much in no. a day so I'm gonna do less shoots for more money and it will still be my income that yeah. I need to live my life yeah. so I've had to raise my prices like every yeah. year and it's so awkward when I have like returning clients mm -hmm. cause I'm like hey I've gone up another hundred dollars sorry and so I do have like a returning client like fee sometimes if it's like someone I've shot like over and over and over again yeah um, I, do, I do that too or like a family and it's like they just want their baby's pictures every right. year and we've been they've shooting been, for they've been with you from the beginning right yeah um or like a like a retainer client where it's like someone who needs pictures like every month for like mm -hmm. six months like I, I do that with some businesses and it's like I'll just give you a discounted rate because we're literally going to do this every month for like six months right um but uh, what it, <laughs> do you have any tips on raising your prices and dealing with the guilt of money and uh, you all have that? to like you have to get over I know a lot of people just like they just feel bad for everyone else having to pay it but you have to get over that and really like think about yourself and what you need because I know personally like when I was charging a lot less um I was working a lot more and I was like not great mentally like I was not very happy person it's you know it, you have to just like put yourself first sometimes and raising my prices working the, the same amount maybe a little bit less actually making more money being more comfortable just you just have room for other work you can take on more work and you're not like burning out mm -hmm. and pe like you said people I was scared like people would not 
pay, but they do. Those people will find you who value it. Like, there are a lot of people out there who will pay whatever because they like your work, which yeah. is amazing and so awesome. Well, I think what you said, too, about, like, people who are less experienced than you, like, creeping up on your price, I think it is interesting for people to actually talk. I'm, like, I'm not going to bring up numbers on this podcast, but, like, after this we can talk. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's important for people to all talk to each other because if no one knows yeah. what the other one's charging then no one knows what they should be charging and that's where you get this wild west mentality where like nobody yeah it's kind of important for everyone to like know yeah the pricing of each other so mm-hmm. that way you can price yourselves competitively and it's like a, an even playing field of like I'm going to hire Lainey because I like Lainey's work but I'm going to hire you know Joe I, because I like Joe's work not because oh she's cheaper or he's more yes and there are there are always going to be those people who just pick the cheaper photographer mm-hmm. and you know what you don't want them anyway yeah. If they if they don't like that. At least I know. Like I want the people who really want to work with me and they're not just bargain hunting. Yeah. And I actually have my website like my prices out on my website straight up like anyone can see them. Mhm. And I I'll ask any other photographer I'm like, "What do you charge?" Right. And I'll be like, "You need to raise them because yeah. you're awesome." It's like market research though cuz it's like how am I supposed to know what I charge? What I should charge if I don't know what Right. Everyone else is charging. And then, like, you Google stuff, and every market's different, and every mm-hmm. city is different, and everyone will tell you something different. So it's like, I don't know. If I, I went back and forth with not having my prices on my website versus putting them on my website, and yeah. what are your opinions on that? I For the longest time, I didn't. And um, you know what? I love having them up there. I think a lot of people, it say, probably saves a lot of people from even sending that first email. They'll see that, and they're like, okay, I'm not that interested. Like, I can't, and that's too much. Or it just gives people an idea right away, and they come in, and they're like, I see your prices. I want to go with this. And I'm like, awesome. Like, they just know right away before Mm -hmm. even wasting either of our time what they're getting into. And it's like, I have nothing to hide, you know, anymore. Yeah. Well, I I I think I I used to be, like, insecure in it, so that's why I wouldn't put it. If you're not confident in it. Yeah. I feel Well, and that's gotten better with the time on my end, too, because at the beginning, I was like, if I don't list them, I can just, like make it whatever make it up as you go yeah, yeah. which is so true no I used like, to do it too because yeah, you're I'm just like, not sure yeah and I'm like well I'm busier this week so I'll charge more or I don't like this person so I'll charge more or I don't that doesn't sound like very fun or that sounds super fun I'll charge less like right I don't know and it was kind of like because that's part of the freedom of owning your business too so I was like there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and um but then I started realizing that I was getting the people reaching out who weren't serious anyways and so mm-hmm. I kind of needed a way to I can't tell set you the bar Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you. no, that's the whole I point. Can't tell, <laughs> I can't tell you how many like that. Putting that up there has just made my like email process so much. Like I almost don't remember what it was like before, but I remember just answering so many emails that I was like, these people are not like right. this is like they're not even that interested. They're just bargain hunting, you know? Yeah. But I even have like on my contact page, I'm like, here are my prices. Like a link at the bottom. Like in case you didn't see them, they're here. Yeah. Before you even email me. Well, and it's hard for me because so much of what I do is different. And like I told you, like different industries are different. Like editorial pays different than commercial, pays different yeah. than music, pays different than like see, I, senior I pictures. Would have no idea. <laughs> and it, that's what makes that. it hard because I'm really I have an hourly standard like starting rate, and it'll I'll do stuff for less than that if it's like less time or just the deliverables just are depends. different. It kind of depends. And mm-hmm. but I do have on my frequently asked questions page like. I start at one hour for this, like, but I work with clients on projects of all sizes. Like, please request me for a tailored, for a tailored quote. And people are still like, "How much do you charge?" I'm like, "Well, it says right here I start at this." And it's it's hard because it's like I don't want to like blare them all over the website because if I change them, then it's like, Ugh. yeah. But I also don't want to like hide them. <laughs> right. I don't know. It is. Um, it's taken me a long time to get confident in that and but it's like I've been in this industry now the same industry for five years so it's definitely different for me I'm very comfortable now and I know yeah. things you your situation's way well it's very different. frustrating for me because it's like someone will be like like a bit commercial stuff's the hardest to quote because they'll be okay. like I need pictures and I'm like great what is the intended <laughs> use of the photos because I will charge differently like if you're Lainey Reed needs portraits for her website versus Lane Reed needs portraits for her like engagement pictures versus Lane Reed needs portraits to put on a billboard that's going to go in 200 
countries and it's going to yeah. be up for 10 years and if they're going to be making money off of it then <laughs> oh my God. all the quotes are different because it's like okay if you're just going to put it on your facebook page for your mom to see versus if it's going to be like in a national ad campaign right i need to be compensated fairly either way mm-hmm. and it's so hard to research it and so if you don't know what the intended use of the photo is or like how many you need or for how long you're going to be using them because if it's like licensing and all that that's a whole uh, different conversation and yeah. it really is just like stabbing in the dark i'm just like this is what I can do for you. And that's when it really becomes like a tailored quote because we talk back and forth on like, what's your budget? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Like, I mean, do you need high resolution ones? Do you need just stuff for Twitter? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, and then you have to figure it out from there. And it's, it makes me sound kind of sketchy, I feel like, because the clients are always like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I really can't quote you if you don't know what you're using them for. Because no, before sketchy. you know it, then you might see your photo used in some crazy yeah, no, you capacity to... you didn't yeah. authorize it for. Yeah, you have to be careful because... Yeah. I have no idea. I don't either. Well, that's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point yeah. is that like I, I just base the, everything off of the last one I did, you know, yeah. kind of just feeling it out and talking to other photographers and researching. But mm-hmm. um, this is another aspect of the business side that is not fun to deal with. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's really weird to be in charge of what you are worth. It's pretty weird. Well, it's, and what you make, you know? Yeah. It sucks to have a business under your name. Mm-hmm. To where you can't really separate it to, from what yes. you're worth versus what you it's so do personal. when yeah everything it's is so, so personal. personal yeah and it, I almost feel like even if my name of my business was like something not my actual name even just that little separation I think would be a mental thing to where I'd it be would. more confident like like right. if I was selling like juice like it'd be easy for me like this juice costs like eight dollars because it cost me this much to get the stuff to make it like and so that's how much it costs right. whether or versus it's like. This is me in one hour of my time, my and then time another and my creative hour. Energy. Yeah, and my yeah. hour of editing, and then my creative energy, having a deal, talking to you back and forth, <laughs> up until the point, and then having to meet up with you, and then and so it's like it's so hard because then it's like if someone's like you're too expensive, I'm like oh you don't like me, <laughs> oh <laughs> I take it so personally. Yeah, I I feel like I only recently stopped taking that part personally, and now I'm just like that's fine. You know, there's someone out there who yeah. you'll work well with, but yeah. It's definitely hard to separate. And it's harder when it's, like, friends or family trying to book you for things, too. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my gift to you. And then they want to, like, oh, I'll give you a little something for that. And I'm like, oh, that's not actually my rate. If you're going to pay me, this is the rate. Like, It's so awkward to, like, have to deal with. <laughs> well, if you're going to pay me. <laughs> you know? And it's so uncomfortable. And so how do you deal with, like, shooting friends and family and stuff like that? Um, Honestly... I don't have many friends. <laughs> I have a few close friends, and I will not charge them, but they will pay me anyway. Yeah. I so feel like that's, that's how it usually how goes. It goes. It's like, a, I'm not going to ask for money, but if you give it to me, I won't turn it away. I've but never, also, I've never had anyone. It would, I feel like it'd be harder if it was like, an equa- like a, clo- a friend, but not like, I mean, I've only done photos for like my childhood best friends and my sister. So I'm like, I'm not going to charge yeah. you. But they end up giving me money anyway because they know it's my livelihood yeah. and they respect me. I feel like so many photographers are going to, like, experienced photographers are going to be listening to this and be like, what? Like, you need to be paid for everything. I know. But it's it's not but, as easy. It's know, easier said than done, I should say. I, you know, one day they're my, at the, I'm, the point I'm at right now, I'm, I make plenty of money. Like, I don't need my friend who doesn't make that much money to pay me like I almost just think of it as like here's my gift to you like yeah and it's not like I spend a ton of time like I don't like it's a quick and easy thing so I don't mind it but there might might, if there's a point where I'm like hey if I need the money I will be like it'll be this much yeah (laughs) so what are some different like softwares or tools that you use in your mm-hmm. business like invoicing and keeping organized or any of that kind of stuff i use paypal for invoicing i've been thinking about switching to square just because i think it would be nice to have the little thing for yeah. like in person well, paypal has a thing too do they i have them both it's like the same uh, it's called yeah, paypal here oh i didn't know that uh-huh. well but i have square too because I don't know. No, well, <laughs> so side story, my uh, camera bag got run over by a truck a couple oh years ago. God. Maybe I'll talk about that in a solo episode. Anyways, my <laughs> PayPal here thing, the little swiper Rooney thing, was in that bag when it got run over, and so it stopped working. And so mm-hmm. from there I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to accept cards. And that was years ago. And then this past summer when I had my art show at Perkins Row, and they oh, said I could sell it. merch, I was like, mm-hmm. I need something to, like, swipe cards. So I just went and got a Square, because at the time when I was using the PayPal thing, Square wasn't really a 
Yeah, it's newer a thing. Or yeah. I, if it was, it wasn't as popular. Right. Um, so I got a square, and so they're like five dollars to buy. They're not expensive. It's just that it takes a fee of every time you swipe. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how, that's how they make their money. So anyway, so I have both. They're both the same. It's like okay. the same fee. Then I probably won't switch then. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just like reading on it, and I was like, it just looks like sleeker. I don't know. It, it does. Yeah. It's cute. But um, so I use PayPal for invoicing. Pixie set. You and Eric talked about it. That's it's so amazing. Pretty. And I I pay for the like I think it's annual. I think I have like unlimited. So yeah, I've got all my weddings on there from like 2016. Yeah, just there and like honest. Like, probably about a month ago, I had a bride be like, oh, my God, this is so random. My USB was in my car. My car got broken into me. It was in my purse. It got stolen. I have no, I don't have my wedding photos. And I was like, here's the link. Yeah. And she was like, what? <laughs> it's amazing. And you can, you know, your clients can buy prints and stuff, which is great for people who just want it to be convenient and easy and not have to print their photos themselves. I love Pixie Set. It's my main thing. I edit with Lightroom. Mm-hmm. The best. I use Photoshop sometimes if I need... I find that it's easier to, like, do, like, removal of objects yeah. and really, like, fine-tune the editing. But color and all that, I use Lightroom. Um, that's about it. Do pretty, you use, I'm pretty minimal. Do you use any of those things called, like, um, I feel like I always hear wedding photographers using that thing, like, honey something? I don't. Honey book? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that is. That is. I've tried a couple, like, a free, tri- free trial of, oh, I don't remember. It wasn't honey book. It was something else. Is it something it hats? Was, 13 hats, 17 yes, hats. 17 hats. Seven, something about is hats. It? <laughs> I'll put this in the show notes. I'll look it up. I think hats. it's Desiree Ryland. Yeah. If you're listening, Desiree and Hunter, you all talk to me about some hats some software. Hats. Get the hats. No, there's a bunch of them, but I don't use anything like that. I'm really, you know, I've tried them and I was like, this is very cool, but I felt like I didn't need it. Like, I really mm-hmm. just have a document on my computer I also keep track on pen and paper because I'm old school like that I like to have everything written down and I just know like I have certain times when I want to get back in touch all my invoices have like the due dates and I just send them a reminder um yeah I don't I don't use any kind of management software like that yet there might come I've like I keep my clients at a manageable like there's not too many for me to manage Mm -hmm. like maybe someday if it gets out of hand and I have more than I can handle I'll have to look into something like that but for now I just do it myself do you like the PayPal invoicing yeah I use FreshBooks Mm -hmm. and I like it but I don't like paying (laughs) to use it oh it's yeah. just an extra expense every month, but yeah. it is—it's like a cloud-based accounting. It's like QuickBooks, but like I've on heard the cloud. of that one. Um, it's nice. I only pay for up to fifty clients, so mm-hmm. when I max out of fifty, I just have to delete old ones. But it's because I work with so many one-off people. Yeah, I'm not yeah. working with like just a few. Yeah, right. So I, I've reached fifty a couple of times and had to just go delete people because it's like someone I'm not going to work with again or whatever. So I just delete them out and then I can keep using it, but. Uh, I think it's like 25 bucks a month, which is kind of annoying, but mm. people can pay straight on the invoice and it goes through um, Stripe, oh, which yeah. is like what Squarespace mm-hmm. has. And I don't know, but if PayPal is free, now I have heard horror PayPal stories does, of PayPal though. PayPal does take out um, a fee. Yeah. So does Stripe and everything else though. Yeah. It's all like what, Anything. 3%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard horror stories about PayPal though, not to scare you, but mm. just how they. PayPal is a company. They will always side with the customer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if something like happens with you, and I think maybe even Crystal, you might want to talk to her. What? I feel like there was something where she had PayPal something got hacked or something. What? I don't remember. A long time ago. But so this is another reason I'm considering <laughs> Square, just because I did read that somewhere, and I was like, Yeah. And I use PayPal for all kinds of stuff. I do use it, and especially for when I'm buying things online, I use PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a little worried about having large amounts of money in my PayPal account because I'm worried if I can't access it. Is, it. Yeah, it is kind of weird. But um, I don't know. I was just curious because I, I like to hear what everyone else does. And yeah. as far as, like, file management stuff, like, what is your process oh. for – because weddings Photos. are scary because you have to, like, have them backed up. And yes. Blah, blah. Yes. Um, so I always upload them immediately onto my desktop computer, get them into Lightroom. They're on my computer then I back them all up onto a hard drive, an external hard drive. Um, and I actually have two backup hard drives because I'm yeah. extra paranoid. Yeah. And um, 
I won't format the cards that I shot on until the wedding has been edited and delivered. Like, they just sit there. Uh-huh. So that if something were to happen with my computer and the two hard drives, yeah. they would still be on the card. It's like Fort Knox. I'm so paranoid. And even when I leave the house, like, I'll put them in my fireproof safe. I'm like, if my house catches on fire, the hard drives That's, will okay. be safe. That's what I'm worried about. Because I'm like... Girl. I I've thought of feel, all the scenarios. Yeah. I feel pretty confident in my system of, like, getting on the computer, editing them, like, mm-hmm. backing them up somewhere. Um... My biggest annoyance is, like, when I'm doing something like South by Southwest or I'm out in the field doing something oh, and there's yeah. no, I don't know what, there's not an alternative backup. It's like, this is it. Like, and I have it. to format my card to go back out and shoot, like, now. Even though I have, like, a thousand memory cards, it's just, it's not always as secure. Yeah. But I do worry about, like, what if my house gets broken into and they steal mm-hmm. the hard drives and they need Sally's pictures from 2013, like, and that I don't have them anymore. And so, <laughs> we're, like, in the situations where our houses are on fire, we're worried about our clients' photos. Yeah, and I'm honestly, no shade to my clients, but the only photos I'm really worried about losing are all my music photos, because I only keep the raws for, well, I keep the raws for everyone's photos, everybody, that mm-hmm. I've selected to edit. So mm-hmm. I delete all the raws yeah, that I've too. called through. So yeah. I keep the raws of, like, the ones I've selected. Mm-hmm. Um, but not anything further than that, because I might shoot a thousand photos in one yeah, session. Same. I don't need no, all just, your eye blinks and your yeah, whatever. No, it's too many. Yeah, but for like music stuff, I save all the raws no matter what, just in case I go back and like a different photo, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm worried about. But I'm curious about everyone's like file get management. A, get a fireproof safe. It like really gives me peace of mind. Like I keep. Yeah, that's I keep what my I do. Hard to drives do. in there because I have separate hard drives for like. And if someone breaks in, they can't and... really get in there unless they have the key. Yeah. So. And everyone will be like, what's this important stuff in this safe? And they open it and it's like... It's photos. <laughs> it's hard drive. What? These are people that aren't in there. And they're like, ours. oh my God, what's on here? T- documents? No, it's wedding photos. No. Of all the, all yes. my people. No, I'm super paranoid about that. <laughs> um, so, like you said, the, the industry is very saturated. How do you strive to stay authentic with your photography? Oh, I... Um, I really just try to think about the photos in like the grand scheme of things like Mm -hmm. I try to keep it timeless enough I do edit like I do like bold colors Mm -hmm. and contrast but I try to keep it to where it's not super trendy Mm -hmm. nothing too like crazy try to keep the colors kind of close to real life and um so that's like what I strive for and uh, many people who reach out to me they'll say that like I like that your photos aren't overly edited. They're not too yeah. crazy looking. They're not too bright. They're not too dark. They're just... And I'm like, great. That's what I want. You know, just somewhere in between. Somewhere that's... You're going to look back in 30 years and not be like, what was going on in that? Yeah. I really... I agree with your editing style. I think... Thanks. It's really good. And... I don't know. I feel like as an outsider looking in with the wedding industry, I mm-hmm. strongly dislike the way 90% of the wedding photographers edit because right now the trendy thing is it's, like brown, It's very muted. much, a, Yeah, it's very much a trend going on and I, I, I really do think some of it's very beautiful, but yeah. I just, I really just think about it in the future tense. Even though I'm like, this would be cool to experiment. I'm not going right. to, I'm not going to experiment and, with people's wedding photos. And that's how I feel because I like to edit crazy colors and I do get carried away with saturation sometimes, but I only edit with my crazy presets and stuff on like music photos yeah, or like your, personal creative. fun things for Instagram. But like if yeah. it's like someone's portrait, it's like, no, yeah. I, it's color correcting, white balance, contrast, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I do pull my orange, my yellows to be a little more orange, my blues to be a little more teal, but I don't think... I okay. get that crazy on like normal stuff, but I think that's a another thing people from the outside don't realize that photographers have to think about all those things, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be mm-hmm. hard with like product photography. Like I was talking to Kyle Zedeker oh, yeah. about because if like I like to make my yellows orange, but like the product is yellow and it has to be yeah. this color, that's something that yeah. See, that's I think about that a lot with weddings because um, there are all these florals, and you really like. I'll slap on my editing preset and sometimes I'll be like, this is not really what these flowers look like. So I will tweak it to where Mm -hmm. the purples look like the purples that the flowers actually were so that they're not like remembering the way their flowers look the wrong way. Right. Uh, That's, that's so true because on a wedding, like the bride and groom are like the creative director of the whole event. And so mm -hmm. like, if they don't see things the same way that the photographer's editing style is, then that's like a, a false memory. Yeah. They're paying all this money on these beautiful flowers. You want them to like, look like they look that's true yeah I think I'm myself included like photographers get in our head sometimes of like well this is my work and this is what my vision is and what it looks like and I forget sometimes the client mm-hmm. is like that's not yeah. what it was supposed to be I try to really like always remember like 
this is like a super important per- time in these people's lives. It's about them. I want, you know, just to try to focus on like giving them the best photos and the best mm-hmm. experience and not re- I don't really worry about myself at all. I'm like in in focusing on them, I feel fulfilled and happy. So yeah. it balances out. Yeah, I think about editing like I think about makeup. Mm-hmm. Like you can put a lot on and change up your look and be crazy for a day, but like overall you just kind of want to like enhance what's already there. Yeah, just enhance it. Yeah. Um, and overall, too, I'm trying to just make it look like it did to me in person, which I see things so much more colorfully than people. Right. And so when I'm trying to edit something, that. I'm like, I need it to be how I remember it. Mm-hmm. But then you're right. Sometimes it's about, like, the client's memory is not always. It depends. I think it depends yeah. what it is. I think it's the situation. But, okay. Well, what are three tips or habits you could share with listeners or photographers who are starting out? Three. Okay. First, um, really like learn your gear because that I feel like it took me a long time to really like I I think it was even my third wedding I shot I still was not comfortable enough with my camera and all that it could do and understanding ISO and flash and everything so just like practicing and mm-hmm. and practicing like get in with another photographer if you can even if it's just to get more practice in because that is really ultimately what will make you better. Like it's taken me for a long time and I I can, I still need improvement, you know, like, so definitely getting to learn your gear. It's the first one. What else? Um, really just try to like get excited and set goals and motivate yourself to just keep trying, even though you might get rejected or not, you know, feel like you're not getting anywhere, but You'll get there eventually. Just set it in your head. Like, I was like, you know what? This is fun. I'm going to be a wedding photographer full-time. And it took a while, but it worked. I was just determined. And, um, what else? Know your worth, maybe? Mm. (laughs) You know, get experience when you really need it. But when there comes a point where you're like, I'm burnt out. I'm not (laughs) getting anything out of this other than being tired. Mm Mm-hmm charge more and people will respect you for it honestly yeah if you're confident and in it weeds out some of the crazies yes yeah <laughs> and take care of yourself too like because like I said I spent the first two years just not really realizing that self-care is very important and I feel like since I've started taking better care of myself physically I am better all-around business person photographer everything yeah everything it makes a huge difference which side note Lainey and I both do Orange Theory, <laughs> yes. which I wanted to talk about. It's not like a, a crazy important subject here, and it's not sponsored or anything, but no, I it, see you there, and how do you like it? I love it. I, I, You know, for like, it is important actually, because working at home, you have to like, it's hard, you know, you're, you're focused on your job all the time, you're focused on your work, so it's hard to remember like, oh, let me take an hour out of the day to like, take care of myself. Yeah. And so I started doing workouts at home first with because I was just like, I don't know. I don't want to go to a gym. Yeah. So it took me like a, probably a year of working out at home to get up the courage to even go to Orange Theory because I was like so intimidated. But now I love it. And I go every single day. That's how I start my day. I didn't know you went every day. Are you kidding me? Well, except the weekends. <laughs> I pay for the one day a week package. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Four classes a month. <laughs> I started out the two day a week. And yeah. then I just loved it, yeah. and I was like, I need, like, it's just good for me. Like, yeah. It gets me out of bed early, and it starts my day off right, and it helps a lot. So yeah. I switched to the Unlimited. Well, I guess if you're already paying for the two, it makes more sense just to go up to Unlimited. Yeah. It's a pretty big price, price jump from the, the four classes to the Unlimited. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of just doing once a week, because I hadn't done anything really since my neck surgery, two yeah. years, however many years ago it was. And um, <laughs> I died after the first time I went. It's so hard. I, I it, it wasn't even that, like, it was hard in the class. Like, I survived and, it, and it's hard, but it was this the aftermath. Like, I mm-hmm. was actually dead. <laughs> Could not do anything. Couldn't walk. Couldn't breathe. Couldn't sneeze. Couldn't laugh. Couldn't cry. <laughs> couldn't... I just see. fell on the floor everywhere and had, like, muscle contractions all over the place. Oh but anyway, so that's still the issue is I go one day a week and I'm literally sore for the entire week till I go again. So I don't know yeah. how you're doing that every day, but... You know... It's, I'm really sore all the time, but I'm like, deter- I just want to... But you look great. Thanks. I just really want to be, like, 
strong. And honestly, like, it helps me deal with all my, like, anxious feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, I get a little bit of anxiety when I'm stressed out. It's just good for me. And yeah. I feel like working at home, it wasn't until I started working out, I was like, oh, this is what I needed all along to, like, balance out. Yeah. Well, you always hear people who are like, endorphins, runner's high. And if you they're don't real. work out, then you don't know what they're talking about. And yeah. then when you do it, you're like, oh, I kind of like, got a glimpse of oh, that. This is a real thing. It really work. Yeah. It's true. I need to go more often. But, um, no, I'm glad that you find that it's a nice work-life balance to do that. And that yeah. you're enjoying it. Because yeah. I, um, uh, I also enjoy it. It's just... <laughs> you need to upgrade to twice a week. And that's what Christian says. Do it. And yeah. then And then you'll be like me and you'll be like, okay. Because if you're going almost... Oh, man. Going almost every day and it's just... Yeah. So, yeah, if y'all have not worked out somewhere or you need guidance in a workout routine, I'm a big fan of Orange Theory. Because I don't know what yeah. to do when I go to an actual gym. I just walk around Same. mindlessly. So no, that might be like $10 a yeah. month, so it's way cheaper. But you have to know what you're doing. No, it's so worth having. I need to be told what to do, too. Yeah. And I need to be, like, yelled at a little bit. Yeah. Like. And I like wearing the heart rate <laughs> monitor and seeing my stats on the screen. And so it's like, oh, you're working too hard or you're not mm-hmm. working hard enough. And you've burned this many calories. Yeah. And, that's, Especially, really like, I, most of my days I sit all day and edit. Yeah. So it's very, I realize, like, oh, I'm getting older. I need to, like, do something do something about this and yeah. get, get better. I feel you on that. <laughs> well, you just reminded me that I need to schedule a time to go tomorrow or Friday, which you may or may not it. happen. All the times I ever want to go are always booked up if I do it this last minute. Um, but anyways, so, Lainey, where can everyone find your work and keep up with you? Um you can find me on Instagram, Lainey Reed Photography, L-A-I-N-E-Y-R-E-E-D. Uh, I also have a website that I should update, but, you know, I need to blog more. That's a goal of mine. <laughs> but, um, and Facebook, too. All of those places. Yeah, Lainey, Lainey Reed, Reed Photography. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me about all the uncomfortable, crazy things yes. that photographers have to deal with. Thanks for having me. This was fun. No I feel problem. like we could talk forever. No, I know. And <laughs> I, I didn't even ask you a, a fourth of the questions. But Oops. No, I like that, though. I like when the conversation <laughs> just goes naturally. We'll have to do it again. But uh, hopefully you all got something out of this conversation. Yes, I hope so. Hey, y'all, just popping in to give a big thanks to you for tuning into this episode of Do What You Want Radio. As always, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and follow if you're on Spotify. I am super active on my Instagram account at Jordan Heffler if you're interested in keeping up with me there. And I also have a weekly email newsletter that you can subscribe to at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Every Thursday, I send out a tip of the week along with promotional information about my Do What You Want workshop series, online e-courses that help you learn to create authentically branded content that leverage growth on your social media platforms all by yourself. I also have Lightroom presets, merchandise, and just general information about my life and photography business in these email newsletters. Y'all are so awesome for listening. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep doing what you want. (laughs) Did that sound too fake?